Hey there, everyone, and welcome back to the Paraconnection Podcast. You're here with Schuler, and today on the show we have two special guests, Liv and M, from the podcast Sidekicks. I love their name because a little lame joke here, and forgive me, it's like Sidekicks, but instead of side, you have Psy, like from Psychics. <laughs> Anyways, with all lame jokes aside now, I'm really excited for today's episode because we've scratched the surface before with clairvoyancy. However, today we are going to dive a little bit deeper into it in the sense of talking about mediumship and psychic abilities. So without further ado, let's go ahead and get Liv and M on the line and talk exactly about that. All right, so we have M and Liv here on the line with us. How are you ladies doing? We're doing dandy. How are you? That's good. That's oh, good. I'm doing wonderful. <laughs> like always, talking about the supernatural, paranormal, all things not normal are pretty uh, pretty good in my book. So <laughs> I'm glad that you two are on here. Thank you for taking the time on uh, you know, speaking here with me and a little bit about the supernatural. I, I was wanting to kind of start off you know, with some pretty basic stuff. Um, M. Liv, what really got you into the supernatural? Uh, what do you do? How long have you been doing it for? Anything that kind of, you know, stands out that's special about it? You want to start with it, bestie? Well, you, you've you been doing it for longer. Well, yeah, but I, I always <laughs> talk over you and then people are like, yeah, oh, you yeah, want to yeah. let Olivia talk? But also, I do talk all the time, so, you know. Um, so, I guess I'll talk about myself first, but we have been doing Metapsychics for about two years, almost two years. And, well, it started out with Liv being the psychic medium and I didn't know of my gifts until we started and then I started telling Liv's the experiences that I was having and she was like yeah other people don't really like experience that so I feel like you might also be a psychic medium and I was like oh got you (laughs) (laughs) yeah it was interesting for sure so I realized my gifts in the last few years so few years two years two years like a year and a half yeah Uh (laughs) uh-huh No, I have known that I was a psychic medium since I was about eight. We have a video and a podcast on it if you want, like, the sob story version of it. <laughs> but I used to see people without faces, and that's how I realized that I had clairvoyance, because I know we're going to talk about the psychic synesthesia today, and that's one of the clairs or psychic abilities that mediums or psychics can have. And uh, that was wild. And growing up, it was hard to talk about being a medium to other people. I was lucky enough that my mother is also a psychic medium. She is adopted, so we don't know where it comes from past her. But it just, M was one of the very few people that I was able to share the fact that I saw dead people with and not feel like I was gonna lose more friends that I already didn't have being a nerd. And it was cool. So we became friends, I don't know, how long has it been now? I have no idea. Maybe 10 years? Probably like 10 years. Yeah. But we both didn't have friends, which is why we became friends. I think I, we were on the same writing team, but M, unbeknownst to the internet, is older than I am. Everyone thinks that she's younger. Yeah, I look very young. Which is hilarious. <laughs> but um, she was at a writing, we rode together on like a horseback riding team. So you can add psychic mediums and horse girls to that, because I'm sure that'll just blow up the whole world. <laughs> right. And... I liked her riding shirt because it was pink and I didn't have a riding shirt because I just started doing like professional cool riding stuff or like, what is it? Showing? I think it was showing. Yeah. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And I was like, hey, I like your shirt. And she's like, thanks. 
I'm really nervous. And I was like, oh, we're going to be best friends. <laughs> <laughs> so then a year or two years ago, almost now, we went to drive across two states to go pick up a chinchilla because we love animals and Emily has chinchos. And she was like, hey, you want to like start a metapsychic metaphysical business? And I was like, hey, that sounds like a good idea. So here we are. Nice, nice. That is a majorly awesome intro. I like that. <laughs> you don't you don't get stories like that all the time. And that's really neat that you two met like that. And I mean, everything I feel happens for a reason. Exactly why. You know, maybe you don't know until at a later point. But hey, the little details, the fun things, that's really what makes up for it. That's cool. <laughs> mm -hmm. So being clairvoyant, the two of you... Um, would you both say that you kind of picked up on that on you with one another in the beginning? Was it something easy that just kind of came naturally or did you kind of have to discuss it and understand like building blocks or? Well, Em actually isn't super clairvoyant, which is interesting. We have come across that a lot of people that say or dub themselves as psychics or mediums say, well, I'm a clairvoyant and clairvoyant doesn't necessarily mean that they are a psychic or a medium. It's just the way in which they receive information through spirit or the metaphysical, paranormal, whatever that may be. So clairvoyance technically means clear seeing or clear vision. So whether that be seeing things physically in front of you, like they portray in movies or shows or things as what I portray as now in my mind's eye, I think that's what a lot of like metaphysical people use yeah. the term. Mm -hmm. I call it my head movies because <laughs> my fiance is raised on television. And when I thought that he was funny, I just finally realized after seven years that everything that comes out of his mouth is quotes from television. Um, but I'm actually not as clairvoyant as me. So how did we figure that out? I mean, well, the reason why Liv found out she was a psychic medium sooner is because her strongest Claire is clairvoyance, which is psychic seeing. Mine is clairaudience, which is psychic hearing. And because of that, people don't really talk about like what they can and can't hear. So I was experiencing paranormal things when I was younger, but it was probably more in regards of like tapping noises or like things that I just thought were like everyone else was hearing. So that's why that's why I found out later in life because then I started being able to perceive them like in the room with me and I do have clairvoyance but my strongest Claire is that clairaudience which is psychic hearing that's usually what comes first wow that is fascinating thank you both for that breakdown I myself I've never really thought about the different categories like that it's it's more of like what you see off of movies i guess or reading books you know if you're psychic you kind of have everything but to be able to break it down there's one strength here there's another strength over there it makes sense you know it really does and with the two of you having different types of levels if you will of these abilities do you feel that you both will be able to actually have the same type of abilities like full clairvoyance seeing hearing smelling or are individuals unique to one type of ability if that makes sense I think it's mostly based on how you think. So uh, one of the things I like to explain to our listeners is that if you learn best by like auditorily hearing someone or like if you're a visual learner, you're probably more prone to those clairs. So that's kind of like it, it's based upon your mind and how your mind works. 
So for me, if you were to show me like a picture of something, my brain's gonna be immediately like, this is the most literal thing ever. Like, you know, that ink blotch kind of thing right. where you are in therapy and they're like, what does what do you see in this ink blotch? And I'm just like, it's an ink blotch. What do you mean? <laughs> it's just an ink blotch. I get more information from auditory information than I do from visual information. So I need more than just seeing something. I need to have like other clairs associated with the things that I'm seeing. Gotcha. Gotcha. Okay. Em. Yeah, no, that, that makes really good sense. What about um, vibrational senses? Do you both know anything of that or is, or is that something that can be considered like a psychic ability? I would delineate that as clairsentience. So with the psychic senses, synesthesia just is basically a fancy word to say a sensation that a person experiences without or with the lack of a physical Synesthesia is when one of your senses is being triggered. However, the whatever is not, like, they don't match together. So it's like smelling colors. Your nose can't smell something visual. So whatever is stimulated, it's not the information that you're receiving. Oh, that's the word. It's you get the physical sensation or you get a, a sensation, but without a physical what did you say? Stimulus? Yes. Okay. <laughs> Here we go. You don't have a physical stimulus, however you're perceiving or experiencing something. So there are six different psychic senses known as the clairs. So there's clairvoyance, which is what we're talking about, which is clear seeing, clairaudience, which is clear hearing, clairsentience, which is clear feeling or sensations, clairgustance, which is clear taste, clairalience, which is clear smell, and claircognizance, which is clear thoughts. So the way in which a psychic or medium has these abilities is unique and individualistic to them. It's kind of like a fingerprint. So my clairvoyance might be really strong. However, M's clairaudience is super strong. But the cool thing with us is we have all six clairs, just in different capacities. Whereas I thought it was interesting. M and I actually talk about this because people are like, well, I'm a clairvoyant or I'm, a, I'm an empath, I'm clairsentient. And I made a joke one time because I guess in the Bible, some people say that like Jesus is clairvoyant, right? He's a clairvoyant. Yeah, they refer to like psychics and mediums as clairvoyants. It's like another word. And we were talking about it in our Akashic Records video. And I was like, what do you mean? I don't understand how there's just only clairvoyants. Like, there ha like is there only people that are clairgustants? Like, let me let me lick this ghost <laughs> i know everything about you know you know right, right. <laughs> <laughs> that would be one way Does that answer your that, question? no that's a very good breakdown that's a very good breakdown yeah i don't know if i would want to uh you know lick a ghost even if it's not necessarily physical but um that, that'd be a weird way of finding information but <laughs> it's not just tasting the rainbow right you know <laughs> right well no that's a really good breakdown and i'm curious you know especially for our listeners um, for anybody out there that's, you know, trying to figure out if they have such abilities or if they're afraid or if it's something that they're just trying to interact and understand, maybe for someone else and not even themselves. But um, starting here with you, and because your abilities with audio, like that that's really new to me. So I, I wanted to ask, what would be a really good example or something common for you to pick up on with that type of ability? With a clear audience. 
Oh, you want me to do the fish tank example? Yeah, because it's so good because like you got the same answer as I did, but you got, we received information differently. It's great. I so, love it. A lot of people think that Claire audience is just like hearing voices. So people think that what I do is kind of like I'm on the telephone with spirits and spirits just speak words at me. However, it is a way more than just hearing voices. Um, I, there was this one time where my fish was having this issue because there were like bugs all over the tank. However, I was unaware of this happening in my tank. So for like a week or so, this, this fish tank just sounded so unbelievably loud. And I like could not pinpoint why it was like having this issue. And I don't think anyone else was hearing it because no one like said anything to me that was like in the house with me. However, I like tried multiple things to make this fish tank not like loud anymore. I did multiple water changes. I cleaned it thoroughly. I was almost about to go like get a new one because I thought it was broken. And then Liv comes over and Liv is a pet psychic as well. And she was talking to my fish and my fish was telling her that there are things in the water with him. And she looks around in the tank and she sees these like white little bug things that kind of look like bubbles, oh, but they're wow. like alive. So I was getting the information clear audiently because the volume of my fish tank was louder than it was supposed to be. So that's one of the things that goes into clear audience is the volume of things will be different because I have the ability to kind of like, if you're like listening to music, you can pinpoint certain instruments within the music and it's almost like you can turn down the volume of the rest of the instruments and just focus on like the bass or just focus on the vocals and that's what i was doing with the fish tank however i was unaware of me doing that so i got the same information that there was something wrong in my fish tank that Liv did when she talked directly to my fish wow that is something else that that's really neat and it's cool that you both kind of combine that information too um, as, as a sort of validation, you know, that that's really neat. Yeah, it was super cool. And that kind of like brings it back to vibrations. So I feel like when you're asking the question with vibrations and correct me if I'm wrong, it's kind of when you walk into a space and you're like, this vibe is not the move. Right, exactly, Liv, that exactly. Like when you're right in front of someone, behind somebody, or even if it's a room full or an empty room, it, it's like there's something that you can feel kind of like, I guess the best way I can describe it is the higher up a mountain that you hike, the heavier the air gets. You can feel the change, mm -hmm. but you can't see it. Maybe you can't even hear it, but your body reacts to it. Yeah, I would say that that's more of a form of clairsentience. So clairsentience again is clear feeling. And that goes into not only what people would dictate as an empath, which is somebody that can feel emotions, but it also means Clear feelings in the sense of physical sensations so i i i think what we both experience that kind of vibe vibrations kind of like you walk into a room and remember when we had the haunted house like that we almost went into of a room yes yeah or sentiently understanding the feeling of a room <laughs> yeah i feel like just we don't necessarily maybe pick up on the vibrations as much because it's that vibrations it doesn't stop there for us it's it goes all the way through us to give us more information does that make sense 
Because that's what that's what they're telling me to say. Well, for Cla for clairsentience, it's you can feel things with your within your physical body, but you can also feel emotional things. So it's like when you walk into a room and you know something like just happened because the energy of the room is like stressed or tense. It's kind of like that in a, an emotional sense, but you also can feel physical sensations like. If someone were to be sick, you can feel the sensation of where they're sick when you're a psychic medium. That's a pretty big breakdown. <laughs> yeah, and I've heard that before too, like with uh, people that are injured or sick and, and maybe it's something that isn't physically apparent at that moment in time, but some people know what it is. Now that, you know, I've, I've not experienced that myself, but that is an example that I've actually heard and read of, though. Have you two um, ever had an experience like that or familiarized? Have you had one like that? What, did I feel other people's pain? Yeah, or just like ailments. I know that you said recently people, souls have been showing you how they die, but, you know, we don't have to talk about that. I mean, it's not horrible. I think it sounds more horrible than it actually is. And Em's kind of learning that, maybe. Well... When a soul tells you kind of how they die, it's not in a, like, scary way mm -hmm. because the information that comes from a soul is never portrayed in a fearful way. It's usually from a place of understanding. So giving that information to me allows me to understand them on a different level. So I have been getting information clairsentiently about how people have died. I will also get pick up on how people are healing but I have to more tap into it where Liv kind of sometimes can't ignore it because I'm very I have a lot of chronic pain so just being around her she's like god do you have a headache right now and she'll describe exactly where my headache is and I'm like yep that's me oh, wow. I totally forgot about that because that's just our daily existence yep wow <laughs> that is crazy that you can feed off like that Liv and, and that actually raises a really neat question um, that I wanted to ask you with your type of abilities. It's more uh, full spectrum, if you will, if I'm categorizing that correctly. Um, with what you see, what you feel, what you hear, how is that? Is it, um, I know probably at this point it's not necessarily, you know, weird or scary, but is it ever like startling or is it over overwhelming when you experience some of these things? Do you see full-bodied apparitions? Do you get full stories? That is a good question. Um, um, how do I, I'm trying to figure out how to break it down. So first of all, I would like to answer that I do have the ability to kind of turn it off. Em likes to argue with me about this though. <laughs> She's like, I don't think you ever like actually turn it off though, right? You try to like put a wall around yourself, but your spirit guides keep telling you that you don't need to do that, that it's probably more overwhelming for you to do that. <laughs> Either way, it doesn't plague my existence, if that makes any sense. And as far as seeing full body apparitions, that kind of stopped when I was a child. And I know at the very beginning of this, you mentioned about talking openly about, you know, what we do as psychic mediums and just giving some advice for people that might be fearful if they experience the paranormal or metaphysical. And my first thing is, like Em kind of said, even when they're showing us how or soul a person, an animal, whoever it may be, is showing us how they pass. It's never in a fearful or scary way. It might be startling because you're perceiving information from a soul, which you can't actually physically see, but once you get over that, it's fine. Um, 
but it it's you you're able to set boundaries so one of those boundaries that i set when i was a child and started seeing full body apparitions of people without faces my mother told me you can tell spirit and when i say spirit it's not just the soul or being that's talking to me i like to say it kind of as a collective because that's the sort of space in which they reside and she said you can have boundaries with them so if you don't want to see souls or apparitions like that you say to yourself whether it be in your head because they can hear you if you have thoughts or out loud because it makes you feel better because at the end of the day i'm still a physical being and physicality makes me feel safe you can have those boundaries. So as I grew up and my abilities changed, I no longer necessarily see people as full body apparitions as you might see in the movies or other people might say when they have a paranormal experience. Because I tell spirit, hey, you have six other ways for you to communicate with me. You gotta pick a different one because that shit's not cool, you know? <laughs> right, totally get that. It's, it creeps me out. What was the next part of the question? I think if it's just you're overwhelmed with information. Oh, yeah, not usually. Um, sometimes, well, during readings, I would say clairsentience is my second strongest clair next to clairvoyance because a lot of the times people ask us, well, how do you know it's not just your own heads? How do you know that you don't just have a mental illness? And the, the way M has finally been able to help me explain that by putting into better words than I can is that when we experience our clairs and we're channeling spirits or a soul or a spiritual being, whatever it may be, I'm talking to an animal or a plant, um, I get more than one clare of information. So I'll get clairvoyance and see something within my mind's eye, kind of as if I were to say, can you envision a taco? Some people can't and that's okay, but a lot of people I've talked to do and they can envision something within their head or say, you know, what were you doing last Thursday in the evening? You can kind of remember it. That's how I get images clairvoyantly now. Um, I'll also get clairaudience, which is hearing sometimes, whether it be in my own voice or someone else's. And I'll also get uh, clairsentience, which is clear feelings, which is mostly emotions, but also if someone passed, they'll make me feel certain ways on my body and give other supportive clair information to fill in the gaps of what they're trying to convey to me. So sometimes during readings, if it's very emotional, I'll feel not only my client's emotions, but also the soul that I'm channeling. And I cry more than my clients, I should I should tell you. Wow, Liv. Wow. It's so that type of connection, it can be that powerful then. Oh yeah. I I wanna say so far this year, my most one of my most powerful readings was a woman that I was talking to, my client their mother had passed however their father was still alive and my the woman in spirit the mother figure she had been passed for a few years now and in two three seconds she made me feel 60 years worth of marriage and love and at that point I just broke down because that's one of my biggest goals in life is to just have like a really long happy marriage and she knew that this soul this spirit knew that and she's like you're giving a gift to not only the people that I have that are still alive, but I'm going to give this gift to you. Wow. Wow, the transference of emotions, and especially from like a spiritual being to a physical being, you know, that's, you hear about it, but to talk with someone that works with that type of environment, you know, on a regular basis, it's, it's just really eye-opening on what this world, I guess, can be, and the, the reality of uh, coexistence. <laughs> 
Mm -hmm. Yeah. Wow. That is something else. And working with the type of abilities that you both have, um, I wanted to ask you, Em and Liv, do you both like co-op with readings? Um, are there different perks of like how people can be read or the type of uh, results or answers they can get with the different types of um, clairvoyant abilities, if, if I'm saying that right? Yeah. Do you want to explain the services that you do? Because as twin flames, we kind of complement each other. So the way that we have our services and readings laid out give a pretty broad spectrum, SPF, spiritual, I don't know. How, how, I need to be better at the puns on the spot. <laughs> Gotta do uh -huh. SPF something, because I'm really, really oh, pale. Gosh. So, you know, broad <laughs> spectrum spirituality. That's I don't all right. Know. <laughs> yeah, so the services that we offer... I generally do tarot readings because I don't have as much experience as Liv in the mediumship category since she's basically been seeing spirits since she was eight years old. So I just don't have the confidence to do the psychic medium stuff. However, um, with the tarot readings that I've been doing, I have been able to perceive the spirits around them because when I read tarot I am talking to the spiritual beings that are pulling the cards for me they are telling me what to say to my client and Liv is she does more of the psychic medium readings there's a psychic medium reading she does pet readings she does house readings she does plant readings and we also have a like bundled reading where we both do it together which is interesting because when you're talking about us complementing each other, Liv will talk to more of the, like, I don't know, family members, like your past loved ones, where I will talk directly to, like, your spirit guides and your spiritual team, and those are the kind of souls that help dictate and guide your life. So I will give more, like, psychic information or, like, information that helps you kind of understand your path, understand your goal, and Liv will provide information about, like, where your family has come from, any advice your family has for you, how they're doing information, like, from your past relatives. Wow, that's really neat, Em. I, I like that. And I, I was curious, you know, with how those abilities kind of go one and one, if there's any difference. So you have, uh, with Liv, it's more family, friends, loved ones. And then with you, it's more of like a spiritual team and, and spirit guides. And how would you kind of share those categories in the sense of like, um, are they human or are they completely a different type of breed of uh, beings, living beings? Uh, the simplest answer is their energy, but they can be anything, and they usually will show you a, like, form that kind of emphasizes what they do. So, because they are energy, the way that I perceive them is based upon what they do to help you, if that mm -hmm. makes sense. So, for example, one of my spirit guides is a big blue cloud, <laughs> and what he does is he basically surrounds me and because he's a cloud he's able to do that but he's one of my protector spirit guides and he helps like put this golden energy around me so that he is able to like use that healing energy to help with anxiety and depression and that type of thing so each spirit guide will explain what they do by how they look for me and then based on how my brain thinks it's easier for me to talk to like spiritual beings because i think in a very complex manner 
whereas human souls talk in a more simplistic manner and that is more easier for Liv. I also feel like Liv has more uh, ideas of what mediumship was because her mother was or her mother is a medium as well so her mother has put in ideas of who you should be able to talk to as a psychic medium boundaries with mediumship yeah gotcha gotcha so. yeah and boundaries i'm glad you both have brought that up because it's a very uh, important thing to have i i think not even just if you're trying to speak to a spirit but if you happen to find yourself in a you know odd place if you move into a home or um, you're hanging out with somebody that deals with the occult and uh, weird things start happening. It, it's it's all about free will and, and just that inner spiritual essence, if you will. And it, it kind of sounds weird, I think, to some people that I've spoken to. But the best way I can tell them, if you don't try to uh, set up some type of, you know, barrier around yourself, it's you're not going to find yourself in a really good situation because you can't go out and get... A, uh, a ghost gun, you know, um, one of those proton accelerators from Ghost <laughs> Ghostbusters, you know. It's, it, oh. we're, we're not there yet. If, if we are, it's not to the public. But I, I really respect that from you, too, and I'm glad that you shared that because uh, for any individuals out there, too, um, it, it's one thing to try to set up your own boundaries and use your free will and protect yourself. But what if there are individuals trying to communicate with, like, their guardian angels or their, uh, their you know, their, their higher-ups, their spirit team? Are there, is there any like good advice that you could share with them to be able to get on that positive spectrum? So for what I usually explain to people is that your spirit guides are going to talk to you regardless of if you know they're talking to you or not. Mm -hmm. um, the easiest way I can tell you to like contact your spirit guides, because most people don't realize they have psychic abilities because I believe everyone has at least one. The best way is to do something physical, so if you create a sign or symbol, you can ask for that sign and symbol and they will like present it to you. So for me, when I was starting this like spiritual journey and figuring out that I was a psychic medium, I gave my spirit guides two symbols and at first I was like, I want to have rainbows for yes and then I want bones for no. And when I was doing that, I was like, oh, if I do bones, they're gonna like show me actual scary bones <laughs> and that doesn't sound like something I want. So I kind of scrapped that. However, the day after I ended up seeing this like video online and it was a drawing of this girl that had rainbows on her hat and then bones on their shoes. Oh, wow. So they gave me both of those symbols, even though I was like, oh, this is going to be scary. But they were like, I hear you. Here are your symbols. You're on the right path. We are here for you. So that is the easiest way for someone that has not realized these gifts to speak with their spirit guide. Gotcha, gotcha. That's a really nice breakdown. I, I like that, M, because... Yeah, there's quite a few people that I've spoken with that, you know, have inter encountered um, malevolent entities or, you know, a, a negative encounter of some sort on, on the spiritual side. And, you know, maybe they're not religious or, or you know, really spiritual, not even, you know, religion nece necessarily. But um, they're, they're just curious on different types of theories and methods that they could do to protect themselves. And, and a lot of time, I think it comes down to confidence because... Uh, people, if if you can't see it or you can't hear it or, or something of the physical human touch, 
it's going to be difficult for them to believe. And I was like that at one point, you know, so I get that. So kind of tuning into the possibilities of a spirit team or spirit guides, uh, these guardians, if you will, I think that might be a really good path for a lot of people, especially if they're trying to uh, enter into the spiritual world for the first time. It's, it's good to have some type of backup, I think. Um, and I'm speaking from experience because I didn't have a lot of that. I watched some TV shows and I went in head first and paid the price for it. But, you know, you, you live and learn. But it's a really nice breakdown. I appreciate that from both of you, most definitely. And our listeners, too, I'm sure. <laughs> and Liv, um, I wanted to go ahead and touch base on the meat and potatoes here. I think we may have kind of scratched the surface a little bit already. But with psychic synesthesia what exactly is that what is a really good simple human way of uh, breaking that down and how can people um, understand if they have that if they can do it or mm, a lot of people like to ask em and i what are our abilities <laughs> and honestly their spirit guides usually tell us that because similar to M, when a spirit guide approaches me to talk to a client or a person um they show themselves in ways that are consistent or characteristic of how they help their person. Um, so that's usually how I figure it out, but that doesn't answer the question that you're asking of how do they figure it out. Um, I would probably start with what M said with forming a basis of communication. A lot of people say, I want to hear my spirit guides. Why don't they just speak to me? Why can't they communicate with me like they communicate with you? And I'm like, well, because the same reason why maybe you're really able to run fast and I would trip on my face, fall down and start crying. <laughs> it's like, it, some people are just, that's just how it is. Some people are good at sing, singing, some people aren't. But that form of communication is important. And when I say communication, I really mean that word. A lot of people say, or it's easier to say, I speak to the dead. But technically, at least as far as I'm concerned, and maybe Emma's too, I'm not sure, uh, we don't actually speak to the dead because speaking is what we're doing now. We communicate with them. Most of the time, I would say 90% of the information I receive, because I'm not super clairaudient, is not in the form of hearing or words necessarily. So it is communication. A lot of times people can communicate, whether with each other or if you're looking at like animals or something, they communicate, but without words. So I feel the first and most important thing to do is like M said, establish a basis of communication. And that can be done with a, making signs and symbols between yourself and your guides. Usually something that you're not gonna see all the time um, because then you're gonna be like the Spider-Man meme, like pointing finger guns at like, if you see rainbows all the time or butterflies or whatever. But you have to understand that when you receive information from your spirit guides, it's not always going to be in a physical way. Because when I get information from my spirit guides, it's not physical. I don't hear them speak to me. They don't appear in front of me as a big giant rock monster or die that looks like someone from the Blue Man group. It's usually that feeling. It's kind of more of a clairsentient inkling of when I say something or I hear something, I get this sort of... It's kind of as if you were to like, mm, I'm trying to use a SpongeBob quote because that's that's really how people are gonna know, right? What is it when like the they the the sound goes through the building in SpongeBob and it sounds like a musical instrument? Do you know what I'm sorry? It's not the conch shell. 
like something that is a cave and like this cold air goes through it and it makes this noise. No idea. Anyways, that's what it feels like <laughs> when my spirit guides are trolling me. I get this weird sort of sensation, kind of, uh, what would be a better term? When people say, I feel like I'm in a bad scenario and you get weird vibes and you know that you need to get out of that situation and then you do and then maybe on the news a couple days later you heard that wherever it was that you were just at that couple two days ago there was a bad incident or an accident that is your spirit guides and your spiritual team saying hey buddy this isn't in our soul contract you need to skedaddle make like scooby-doo and like what is it that i just only hear the noises in my head from the cartoon <laughs> What is what? Is it like when they run and it sounds all wound up? <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. So you have, you have to, exactly. You have to understand that when you're talking to your spirit guides, it's not going to be like you and I talking. It's going to be communicating. So whether that's the sign and symbols that M establishes or that sort of inkling feeling that you feel in your gut. If you're thinking about something and then a song comes on or you're watching television and it completes the thought or that answers the question that you had in your head that's more than likely your spirit guides or past loved one that's like hey you're thinking about this and we know that you're thinking about it here's your answer well i also think psychic synesthesia is when like because i'm very clairaudient i can see sounds so i can see like a waveform of the object so like every object has a sound because it is energy so it has these like frequencies coming off of it so for example this table that is in front of us this table has a certain frequency and when it hits the floor the floor has a different frequency so there's going to be a transition between the two i hear it but i can also see it so because it's synesthesia it is triggering what is supposedly my ears but i'm seeing the sound go through the table and then into the floor and then it also is translated to a color which shouldn't be heard as well is it yellow and orange yes gross. <laughs> <laughs> wow and then for the like trying to figure out what kind of clairs you have i think it is based upon how you think so there are some people that have an inner monologue there are some people that can vision things in their head that is a good way. It's also a good way uh, based upon how you learn things. So if you're a visual learner, that's going to indicate that you have a lot of clairvoyant type things. But the information is going to be different and it's going to come in different for each person. Well, even taste and smell. So that's a really like slept on Claire is Claire Gustin, so which is tasting and Claire Aliens, which is smelling. I've been in multiple scenarios like I had a grandmother pass somewhat recently and we weren't very close. However, I f M keeps telling me that there's a woman behind me and I'm like, I don't know who she is because I can't see her because it's not for me to know. But I've been annoyed just by the fact of feeling like she could be there because M's telling me and I'm like, what is it that you want to say? And the other day I was walking through my house and I smelled hot dog stew don't have to know what it is besides that it's something that she used to make and the only reason I know what it smells like is because it was my dad's favorite meal and he made it a couple times for himself now that he's a grown man um based off of her recipe and I was like Why? so she is behind you I'm gonna punch oh you <laughs> 
But I was like, why am I smelling freaking gosh darn hot dog stew? And I was like, I'm just gonna stop right here and ignore what's happening because I don't want to talk about it. Wow. Wow, that is something else. And that's Claire Aliens. So if you're looking for an answer and you're really sensitive to taste and smell, they scientists say that taste and smell are one of the most triggering things to memories. So if your spirit guides want to use that and you're like, hey, you guys, make me taste what it was like when I was five to make me feel better. They might do it. Wow. <laughs> no, that would be crazy. <laughs> I have to say, <laughs> start making you think, you know, are you losing your mind or is, is your tongue uh, going on its own like path of consciousness? You know, like what's going on? <laughs> Wow, that is so cool. That really is. And I, I'm really curious, too, with everything that you both have done, experienced, and, of course, what you're applying um, in your everyday life, have you ever been in a situation um, like going to a, a family member's house or a friend's house or maybe a historical museum or some type of landmark, you know, that you went just to visit? Have you ever experienced, like, just random supernatural phenomenon happening and um, you weren't really looking for it. I, I guess what I'm trying to ask, uh, just not as straight to it, but I'll ask it. Have you been on a paranormal investigation? <laughs> we went on one. Okay. Um, and we went to a graveyard and we know the souls there. So we were able to perceive the souls there. But before I get into that, because it looks like Liv wants to talk about it. <laughs> uh <laughs> One of the things that I think is funny, because you're talking about going to the museum and things like that, we went to a museum and they were having a, like, Egyptian, like, exhibit there, and Liv is walking around and she comes over to me and there's like, there are so many souls just walking around right now. <laughs> I don't remember I this. know you don't remember that, but it's hilarious because you literally came up to me and was like, oh my god, there's so many people just walking around. Stay calm. Wow. <laughs> I was thinking about the time that I was down here and we were putting together the chincho cage for Bun Bun, and well, I was like, why am I tasting my aunt? potato salad? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that was a good time. Potato salad, and then we went Aunt Lil, but yeah, the cemetery was super cool. The only thing I can think about now is that like silly song, oh, my friends are dead, push me to the edge, because it's literally our lives. <laughs> so, yeah, we... We created a uh, ghost hunting team and we were going to test out the equipment in the cemetery and we've been to the cemetery before and we had talked to the souls there before we had like this ghost hunting equipment but it was really crazy because I wasn't expecting the equipment to like actually work. <laughs> <laughs> like I realized the souls are there and I could like perceive that they're there but at the same time I wasn't expecting them to like be able to make the things beep <laughs> oh no no I I was thinking that the things would go off because like it's technology and you don't play around when you buy gifts like I've seen your Christmas list for your family you guys do yeah. extensive <laughs> research on things but I mean as a psychic medium there's always that healthy form of doubt of am I actually losing my mind am i bonker have my marbles just fallen out and i can never ever go find them again but to go to the cemetery and revisit a second time because we'd gone there a f the first time and at, at that point it was just um i don't think you knew that you were medium yet we didn't know no at that point that's when spirits started talking to me. Oh, oh yeah oh, oh yeah because we talked to the <laughs> so i was like i've never talked to a soul before but they're talking to me here <laughs> the cemetery keeper with the tree portal yeah, there's a yeah. gatekeeper oh. there. Mm -hmm. There's usually a gatekeeper in a cemetery because uh, 
they kind of help the souls kind of find their way back and they kind of take care of the cemetery and things like that. So we were talking to the gatekeeper that was there and he kind of appears as like mist, which is interesting because this cemetery is at the top of a hill where all of the fog usually kind of happens. Wow. Mm -hmm. But it was wild going there because you go there as a mental medium and most people are like, okay, you're a mental medium. You like see things in front of you and like hear people whispering in your ear. And I was like, no, 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 it is in my head. You can laugh. Mental mediumship is punny. Go for it. So going to the cemetery and then having physical validation more so than when we went there the first time with the paranormal equipment was wild. I lost it. It was so right. cool. <laughs> Talk about world breaking, yeah, we man. Uh-huh. And we were able to like see how they were able to like influence the equipment, which was interesting because we talk about that in one of our podcasts about how the ghost equipment actually works for them on a spiritual level. That's cool. That's really cool, Em. So with you two doing that, it wasn't necessarily overwhelming then with your senses, correct? No, it actually maybe gave us a break although i don't know i've i just well, so love we haven't them been so much. somewhere really haunted oh yeah we're like, planning some some secret plans I'm, of maybe going to a oh, prison there you she go. just wants to give me a heart attack <laughs> but lives very scared of like scary places <laughs> so i feel like we're gonna go here and i'm gonna see people walking around that aren't there <laughs> oh god that's gonna be great that's gonna be great yeah that's like literally walking from point a to point b uh interdimensional type of travel you know <laughs> I, I literally just want to go sit in cemeteries and have picnics with our dead friends i don't want to talk to the scary people <laughs> right. there'll be people taking care of us there it'll be fine mm. <laughs> yeah because you got your spirit team too so you should be good you already perceive them there well yeah but that doesn't change the fact that it's still gonna be scary well every time we like cover a haunted location we try to find someone that will kind of be our tour guide and explain things to us and kind of lead us away from the scary parts so this place that we're going to possibly be going to we have a couple souls that have stepped forward and are like we're gonna make sure no one like screws with you that's good <laughs> No, that, that's really good to do because it can make a difference. And I don't think I'm on the same level as the both of you are, you know, with like spiritual guides and everything. But I can say um, from prior experiences, when I went on investigations without doing my spiritual rituals, if you will, prayers and everything, I did get more activity. I will admit that, but it was typically negative. And then as I started to pray and bring in positive reinforcement, spiritual reinforcement, um, the activity it may have been less but i can tell you this much it wasn't as terrifying like having scratches on you or being pelted with things or anything of that nature and and also uh try not to provoke too because <laughs> right. that's always a bad thing but you know you live and learn <laughs> goodness yeah i don't want to be like scratched and stuff like that i've watched a couple things of like paranormal television but I don't know. I'm not about right. that. No, and that's good, Liv. It, it's, you gotta take it with a grain of salt, really, because a lot of it can be drama in, in just Hollywood, unfortunately, but there are some out there that are more honest, I guess. <laughs> mm. Yeah, we've only had a, a couple scary things pop in when we were talking about stuff, but I usually just put 
colors. I think people call it Reiki, but I do like, is Reiki already spiritual? Is that like doing a double thing, spiritual Reiki? Is that just Reiki Reiki? Mm -hmm. Okay. Well, I didn't know it was called Reiki M when we first started. Energy working. Yeah, like healing, right? Reiki. Yeah. Yeah. Mm -hmm. But I'll put colors around people um, to protect them from things that are not so cool or it actually started as a child when i would see animals that were about to cross the road i would envision pink or gold light around them and pray that they wouldn't get hit by cars or tell them to turn around and this is before i knew i could listen to animals um and then that kind of just translated into if i was upset or if i noticed other people were upset i would put different colors of energy around them or see the colors of energy that were inside of them and envision pulling it out and replacing it with a different color um, but that's usually what I do when we're in spoopy situations <laughs> or make excessive dad right. jokes. <laughs> that's always a good backup. <laughs> Kill it with comedy. Right. Absolutely. No, that's really cool. That that really is. I've heard a little bit about Reiki myself and and it's uh, there's been some situations too of how people they, they've explained to me how they, um, like you said, literally you put in positive energy to like cleanse or heal and, and rejuvenate something. Um, from my understanding, typically physical, I mean, it can be a spiritual healing on, on another spirit, I guess, but uh, more so it's like someone or something that's physical, it's being healed. And, and then the negative energy, the pain, the hurt, uh, the ailment, it comes out through a, a different type of uh, frequency or, or power or energy, if you will. And and I've not really practiced that myself, but to hear it and, and understand like the concept, it's really intriguing and it makes me wonder like if that's something somebody can harness, what are the extents of that? Like the, the benefits, can it heal, you know, cancers, can it heal brain tumors? Can, you know, this go to a completely, not only spiritual healing of like depression, anxiety and things of that nature, but um, physical healing too, you know, like bad hearts or murmurs and, and things of that. I honestly don't know about that. I know technically that from my research, people are able to do things like that, help uh, your ailments, mm -hmm. so to speak. But it also depends on how good the healer is, how good the energy healer can do those things. Because Liv and I are very much not Reiki masters. No, I didn't even know what I was doing was no called Reiki until yeah. Emily's like, wait, are you talking about Reiki? And I was like, I don't know. What is that word? She's just able to perceive the energy. So it's just, I mean, perspective is everything. Um, and when people say like one person's viewpoint of the world might be different from another person's, that was ours. I mean, being psychic mediums is just how we perceive the world. We just get a little bit of extra. Right, right. No, that's really neat too. You know, and the fact that you're kind of, tuning into Reiki it's it just makes me wonder too like you can categorize yourself one way you might be comfortable and you know familiar with a certain type of ability or um, a sense if you will but apparently you can tap into other things too you know as you continue to develop you're not necessarily limited and and from the way that um, live yourself and M you've talked it seems like that's something that you're both doing is you're progressing and you're starting to develop more and that's really really great because that makes me feel like as a human race i guess or spiritual beings too 
we're not necessarily doomed just to go into that nine to five and coming home, making dinner and going to sleep. It gets a little boring after a while. I, I say that all the time, but I mean it. <laughs> oh, no, we get it. We had our nine to five, eight to five today. Not nine. If it was nine to five, that'd be better. <laughs> I wouldn't be so tired. Right, the extra hour of sleep, it can go in a whole nother mile for you. It can. <laughs> Yeah, people ask me, you do so many readings all the time, aren't you exhausted? I'm like, I am not exhausted from doing readings. Please, let me talk to all of your past loved ones because not only do I get to meet amazing human beings that are already alive, but I also get to meet the amazing human beings that are past and associated with you. That is a treat especial, let me tell you. But going to work every day, that's exhausting. <laughs> right, right. Yeah, that's the uh, the kind of bring down right there, man. It's just like, ah, uh, limitation, you know, human limitation. <laughs> So do you think that you've ever experienced any psychic synesthesia? Thinking about it, Liv, um, you know, I'm I'm kind of on the borderline of um, see it to believe it type of guy. I've seen some really crazy stuff, so I, I know this stuff exists, but um, you would think that I'm from the state of Missouri because <laughs> I, I got to see it to believe it, the show me state. But yes, I do believe I have some type of ability. Um over the years, I have become more empathic, I guess is how I would categorize myself. When somebody, it, it has to be real emotion too, you know. I, I try to block, I, I try to protect myself, but uh, if somebody, you know, lost a loved one or um, a pet or, you know, they're going through a really tough time, they, they have to get a surgery or they lost their job and they don't know how to make their bills and they're just pouring their energy into it and talking to me, you know, actually talking and not just sharing a story. I will actually react to that and sometimes it's um you know this isn't something that I share all too much it's something I really haven't talked about because it's um I don't know I'm more of like the ghost guy you know <laughs> we go out with the uh, scientific equipment and we look for the ghost to be on photo and video but there will be times you know where I'll actually cry and I'll react to these people and and I know they're not my emotions it's like um I don't know. It's like, why am I crying? It's, I don't even know your mom or I, I don't know your, your kid. I don't, I never met your pet, but it just kind of hits me, you know? And, uh, my fiance, she was, she's actually experienced that with me a couple of times. It, it was over a, a phone call, you know, it was, um, a family friend of my mom's, you know, and, and they had, a they had a loss in the family and, and I was talking to one of the family members and he just started, you know, he was trying to hold back his tears and I, I could feel, I could literally feel his emotions through the phone. And, and just thinking about it right now, it's overwhelming to describe it, I guess. Um, but it, it hit me, hit me like a brick wall, you know, and I just started feeling his emotions and we talked, we cried and we uh, backed each other up and supported one another and more so me to him because he needed it, poor guy. But, but yeah, I mean, that type of stuff, it's, um, I think that's more of what I'm uh, used to, I guess that that's my more common responses. How, how do you feel about that? Does that sound like empathic? I guess. Yes. However, do you hear things that other people don't hear? <laughs> like you're really good at hearing the things during investigations that other people are like, I don't know. <laughs> oh, I love that question. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> um, mm -hmm. and, and the thing that makes me feel good about that when, because I question myself, I'm so bad at doing that, man. It's, it's um anyway whenever we're on investigations there's been times where i i heard like a pipe you know and, and maybe one of my other investigators they heard it once or twice but i hear a pipe banging or i i hear a moan or i hear something and 
it uh it really doesn't validate until i play back at evp if we were running evp um right. and that and that really sets it in i'm just like oh thank god i wasn't losing my mind i actually heard that holy holy shit yeah <laughs> you know so that that was really cool i hear stuff like that um i will i will say there was one time where this is weird and <laughs> it's kind of a, a shameful moment but i was you know um enjoying beverages that are not soda pop and and i got a little i got a little too buzzed and um you know it's it's really not my forte to to drink or to do any type of recreational thing it's just not what i do i i don't know but th this night i um i enjoyed a couple too many beverages and i got extra extra buzzed and um i started hearing voices man um i don't know how else to explain this because I don't hear voices all the time, I, or, yeah. or hardly at all, I guess. Um, but it literally sounded like two adult men mumbling behind me, like they were having a conversation. About the were... young kid that drank too much? <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. No, no, that's all right. That's probably what it was. It's like, look at this human. Oh, he doesn't know how to use this vessel. Such a weakling. <laughs> No, I don't know, man. It, it, it was crazy, though. It's uh, I heard the two mumbling. It was like two men mumbling behind me, and I couldn't make out any words. Couldn't tell if it was English, German, French, whatever, um, but they were talking, and the way that they were talking was like they were planning something or they were discussing something, and it felt like it was directed towards me. I, I don't know. It felt like the environment was conscious. They were intelligent, and it was conscious. That's really the only way I can explain it, but... Uh, it only happened that night. Other than you know going on investigations and looking for the stuff, I, I really you, don't hear anything. Were you sitting down when you experienced this? Oh yeah, yeah, like, I was sitting in down Indian style. Or something like where were you sitting? Actually, uh, my fiance and I we were in the um, game room slash office room, just chilling, um, sitting on the floor Indian style and just talking. <laughs> That's fun. Yeah. <laughs> so I I don't know. Um, and that house that was that was back in Indiana. Um, I now I'm now in Florida, of course. And this this house, we both feel like there was something or someone tied to it. I, I don't know exactly what it could have been, or if it's still there, or if it was something that could have been hitchhiking on me from all my investigations. But uh, my fiance, she never experienced anything until I moved in with her. And there was one night. It was. It was actually the first night that I stayed. Uh, it was the first or second night that I actually stayed there in her house. And it was really weird. I was in the back bedroom, and this was really late at night. And I fell asleep in there. We were doing a whole bunch of moving and arranging stuff, and it was just a late night, and I fell asleep. And I woke up, and the door was shut, and the doorknob started rattling like somebody was trying to get in. And I don't know her, um, I, I don't feel like it was her, you know, there was no kids, no animals, nothing of that nature. I got up to go to the door thinking maybe she was trying to get in, maybe there was something wrong with the door, I don't know. But the, as soon as I get up to the door, like maybe a foot, foot and a half away, it stops. And I open the door right away, you know, groggy eye, I'm still trying to wake up and get my, my conscious back. And when I open the door, there's nothing there. All the lights are turned off, uh, besides the kitchen light, that was left on, but that's normal. Um, 
but yeah, yeah. It, other than that, that doorknob was completely on its own. And I looked in the bathroom. I looked in the main bedroom. I went around the entire house, front room, kitchen, nothing. I, I don't know. It was really weird. And she's had experiences too, but those were two things that happened in that one house back in Indiana. Interesting. Yeah. Cause yeah. I, I asked if you could hear things because I have this woman that's standing behind me and she puts her her hand on my shoulder and she's telling me that you can hear things that other people don't hear and then because i'm able to feel her hand on my shoulder that also confirms the like clairsentience that mm -hmm. you were explaining earlier really the yeah. blue spirit guide's been wow. telling me the clairsentience do you feel animals emotions a lot like physical animals when they look at you you know what they're asking you you're very animals like you a lot except for yeah. like <laughs> except for what i'm sorry there's like one cat that doesn't like you, but I think he's passed. Really? Didn't it's like not that me. he doesn't like you. He just like was miffed by your existence. But I think that's just a cat thing. <laughs> just a cat. Right. Right. You oh have yeah. A no. Dog right now or no? I love cats. I've always had cats throughout my entire life. I love dogs too. Um, I do have two cats, but we have one of the two that acts like a dog. If that counts. <laughs> ah, got it. That's yeah. Really cute. Yeah, and I've, I've had quite a few, um, you know, cats that have passed, um, unfortunately, and, and two of them were more so my parents' cats, um, and one, uh, one was a female, one was a male, and the male, it, it might be him that was more, you know, away from me. He, he was a Russian blue, very reserved and just laid back, and um, I was a loud kid. <laughs> I was a brat, so maybe that's what was wrong with me, you know, and he didn't like loud noise. He was very reserved. And uh, the female cat, you know, she was a tabby, and she was really outgoing. And if she had enough, you know, she would stand her ground, no big deal. But, but yeah, um, when it comes to animals, I, I do feel really connected to them, to be honest. And any animal that I go up to, they seem to like me. I haven't had an animal that you know, that has pushed itself away from me or has gotten real angry or anything or um, not that I can think of. And I, I am big on animals. It's it's odd you bring that up. That's cool. Yeah, that's really <laughs> cute. Yeah, you like look at them and their eyes see yours and there's just like this understanding. More so on, on their end, but you feel it too. Right, right. And I have noticed that too with, um, you know, my cats actually. They'll they'll stare at me especially uh, i have a, a russian blue gray now um but yeah. it's actually a, a female and i have a i have a singapore a little small one uh and that's a male and he's the one that acts like a dog but they'll stare at me like peer into my eyes especially the russian blue um i've caught her staring at me like she'll come up to my face and stare right into my face and i'm just yeah. like oh my god am i am i about to die or no she's telling you her stories she's telling you about her day She's very chatty. Yeah, she's <laughs> really sassy. <laughs> right, right. I'm just that. That's just really peculiar to me, you know, because um, maybe I just never picked up on it growing up, being a teenager. I didn't get into the paranormal until uh, 17. I went looking for it. Um, I never really had anything odd growing up that I can think of. The only thing was uh, my imaginary friend. I've shared that story a, a couple of times, so I'm sure the listeners are enjoying that. But <laughs> he, uh, he, he was a little like a puppet body, a, a big balloon head, and a long poke, um, pokey, sharp nose, kind of like a Pinocchio when he lies, but sharp at the end. Mm -hmm. And and he, um, I, I don't know. I, I don't know about this imaginary friend. I sound like I'm crazy talking about it, but whenever he would appear, 
he he had an odor to him um i don't want to say sulfur exactly but kind of like an incinerator or like burning garbage and i don't know i feel like the conversations i had with this thing that i saw at one point and i can still remember it visually um he wanted me to do things and i didn't always feel comfortable doing them what they were I cannot remember. I don't know if it was, you know, wanting to kill something or just, you know, draw on the walls or, you know, whatever it was. But I feel like this imaginary friend, it wanted, it wanted me to be influenced by what it wanted me to do. And, and more often than not, I said no. And, and over time it, uh, it finally just disappeared. I it stopped popping up. I didn't smell that smell anymore. Um, so that, that's something I guess I grew up with. But other than that, um, I really didn't have anything. It was more until it wasn't until I was 17 I started going to graveyards and mental asylums and prisons and <laughs> all that did, fun stuff. Did you have like a fire pit or a cooker in your backyard, like in the middle of your yard when you were a kid? Like a fire pit or something? No, um, I didn't have anything of that nature. It was a big field. Uh, I know the, the place that I lived at, it used to be... Allegedly, it used to be a, uh, a dumping ground, I guess. <laughs> but as for having like a cooker or a fire pit in the backyard, no, it's mainly just like uh, we we just had barbecues a lot. Okay. Hmm. What well, do you see this? Uh, well, I don't like thing? to talk to weird things. And well, do you I, see a weird thing? Not really. The only thing I see no. is like a fire pit or like. I see the field in the backyard, but it was like there was a fire pit somewhere or like a grill or a cooker of some sort that's like cast iron. Yeah, your spirit guides are telling me that your imaginary friend is kind of a manifestation of your energy to help you understand things. Really? But that's weird. I've never had a spirit tell me that before. <laughs> wow, and that that's crazy. Yeah, it's, I don't know what that little dude was, but it um he had a shrill voice and i don't know i <laughs> it was like hey 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 i i don't know it, it was it it's not like i felt necessarily threatened but it, it did make me feel off from time to time but um as for the cooker i know that my dad he liked to grill a lot back you know back in the day especially summer times and mm -hmm. we we had um you know like a a metal grill uh, i don't know if it's cast iron i really can't remember that but uh, okay. We did that. We did that a lot, though. I, I know we had a, a lot of good memories there at that place for sure. That's super cute. Thank you. Yeah, it, it's it's really unique with you know how things appear like that and, and just kind of how they vanish. It's um, I don't know. Having this conversation with you both now, it, it really does kind of open me up to things that I may have encountered that I I didn't really take as a supernatural thing at one point. But um, yeah. As for hearing things, it's um. I hear I hear things whenever I'm investigating. I'm trying to think off the top of my head if, you know, there's a lot here at my home, but it, it's really kind of random. I I can't say I have like a pattern or you know yeah, like I a feel routine. Like you hear things on investigations because you're expecting it. So when it happens in your normal life, you don't notice that it's not paranormal. Right. So. <laughs> yeah, it's just a clink or 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 nothing. I I don't know. I'm I'm so. Th this is a theory that I really believe in. Um, the way the world is, especially now, every decade, life gets faster. Uh, life gets busier, and it's it's really distracted people from being spiritual and in tune to themselves and to one another. And 
Um, I, you know, I admit I'm on my phone, I'm on computers, I'm doing modern day stuff instead of meditating like I probably should, you know, or um, trying to uh, be more spiritual. And I would love to, but man, life, it catches up to you sometimes, you know, and don't, don't forget work, you know, work's so demanding and um, just everything around us is so fast paced. But like you said, though, with when a uh, investigation's going on, it's like you can slow down. You know, when you're at a location, when me and my team are there, we can slow down. We have one focus. Um, and I, I guess we open up, you know, at that point spiritually. It, it, we don't worry about work. We don't worry about doing laundry or dishes or, or anything of that nature. It's like we're, we're here at a location that has a history. Um, it has allegations that there are living things here that are invisible. Whether they're human or non-human, there's something here that's not of this world allegedly and there's certain ways that we should be able to communicate so let's find those ways and let's try to capture some evidence to prove that these things are not just on tv shows and movies <laughs> and i think it just really kind of opens up a world and we're able to slow down and it really changes the environment but yeah um it's interesting it'd be really cool to go on an investigation with you two and be able to communicate with alleged spirits at a location and then kind of get a feedback of what you feel or what you see because you two are more understanding of what to expect and what frequencies come your way where I'm not you know I might hear something that you both hear and you're like oh yeah that was totally something paranormal I'm just like I don't know I think I'm just losing my mind <laughs> I need to have a little more confidence <laughs> that would be fun I've yeah, only been to Florida fun. once. If you give me pizza, I'll sit on the floor and tell you what all the dead people have to say. <laughs> oh, yeah, that's perfect. <laughs> but I need stuffed crust pizza. Oh, yeah. Great. That's the way to do it. <laughs> what? can only talk to dead people with stuffed crust pizza. And juice boxes. And juice boxes. <laughs> oh, yeah, doing it like oh. the 90s, man. That's all right. <laughs> the ones that taste like blue, the blueberry ones, they literally, yeah. they don't taste like blueberry. They taste like the color blue. You know what I'm talking about. <laughs> I'd have to trade my Cheez-Its or my sad pretzels for one of those at the lunchbox table. Mm -hmm. Oh, what? man. <laughs> Liquid gold. Yes. That would yeah. be fun. It'd be really cool to do a collab with you on a location. We could Absolutely. put it on our YouTube channel. Oh, yeah. Yeah, that'd be really great. Yeah, there's a, um, there's a town down here in Florida that is literally a haunted town it's it's like our gettysburg i guess and it's called um no it's not saint pete saint augustine saint augustine florida and there's a, oh, a whole bunch of history i haven't been there myself i haven't i would is love it, to but is it like a little town or does it look like sort of like a vacation area where it's a little too animated like the places well, I, I've noticed that um, with some of the pictures I've seen, there are some little areas that are probably built up for tourism, but it's very historic. Um, you know, like the old brick and like sand, um, not sand, I'm sorry, stucco buildings, and uh, they have an old lighthouse. There was a lot of invasions during that time. I want to go to the lighthouse. Liv is really excited about going to a haunted lighthouse. I just oh, want yeah. to live in a lighthouse. And if there's a spooky man that looks like the Gordon's fisherman that also haunts it, I will live there peacefully with him. <laughs> that is a life go right there. In game. That's in game right there. <laughs> right on Liv. For sure, man. For sure. Yeah, no, it's it. that would be really cool to do an investigation, especially at a lighthouse. That's 
not an everyday thing. Um, something else that we've talked about, my team and I, is like doing an investigation on a boat in the middle of the ocean where unfortunately there was a sinking like the Titanic. You know, it's um, a lot of a lot of emotions, a lot of, you know, um, unfortunately negative vibes, I would say. But a lot of things happen really quick and people pass. So I'm I'm just curious, like if you went to a spot on the ocean and you tried to communicate with people that, you know, passed away on the surface, could you get some, you know, or are they stuck on the ship uh, or did all these souls move on? I don't know. It'd be different. Lesson lesson one in all of the spiritual spoopiness separation is an illusion and that what that means <laughs> is we would be able to talk to them from anywhere because they are energy so we can just pinpoint the energy it's kind of like how radio frequencies work you don't have to be next to the radio tower in order to get like the frequency from the tower you can be far away from it you'd be jamming out in your car by yourself you don't got to be next to the disc jockey so that's why Liv and i are able to like it like do these famous haunted locations from like my porch and we can talk to souls from my porch because they're just spirits so we are able to just be able to communicate with them because they are not physically bound to something they are just energy because when i'm doing medium readings i'm not like chilling out with somebody's body i'm like in my in my room talking to a client like i'm talking to you and they're the soul of the past loved one comes in so that's i it's funny because when we started doing this em was like okay well we have to make money somehow with our business right and i was like yeah she's like you have to do readings and i was like i i don't i can't do readings unless i'm not there next to my client and she's like why and i was like because that's just how it works and she's like that makes no sense you're not talking to the soul of a person by sitting next to them you're talking to a client and the soul is able to talk to you she's like that time when you were at panera and the person was coming in for the guy that was eating soup in the booth next to us you're it doesn't it doesn't matter right and i was like i guess not and then i was really nervous on my first zoom <laughs> reading because that's how all of our readings are done unless you live close to us and uh my spirit guides were like guess what you think this girl lives in the same state as you and then i asked her to send a thank you card at the end of the letter or at the end of the reading and she's hours and hours away literally on the other side of the united states <laughs> oh wow wow that is crazy yeah, Emily blew my mind. So with spirits then that people believe are bound to a location because of like a tragic death or murder or anything like that, or a spirit that allegedly repeatedly haunts or revisits a location, you don't believe that they're actually stuck there? Is it just like a significance where they go back then? Well, that's specifically dictated by the soul themselves. Sometimes they're not necessarily stuck to where they passed, they don't want to pass over for different reasons. Sometimes it's not like, hey, they missed the boat, like you missed a uh, bus stop, you know? Like you right, right. missed the bus going to school. It's not always like that. It's sometimes souls are too afraid to leave because of the own belief systems that they had in place when they were in this life. So we talk about the man in the mansion, I think, in one of our videos or... We talk about him in one of our podcasts for sure because it's my mother's story actually 
and he was haunting this mansion that she was kind of coerced into reading because she didn't want to go there because she doesn't deal with negative souls or negative entities. There aren't negative souls. It's just if somebody's angry, you're angry. But if you're a soul and you're angry, it's no different than a person being alive and being angry. So he had passed somewhere entirely different. However, he chose to haunt this mansion instead of passing over for multiple reasons, even though, again, he didn't pass there. But the mansion itself was significant to his life when he was alive. Now, uh, I was going to talk about another person. I don't remember who it was now. Oh, the um, Lizzie Borden house. Oh, yeah. We were talking. We have a video on the Lizzie Borden house. If you want to see me cry like a baby, go watch it. You want to hear me cry like a baby? Listen to the podcast, too. But there was a person who or a soul who was not passed over with the Lizzie Borden house. And the reason they didn't pass over is... Not because, like, they, they're not stuck at the Lizzie Borden house. They just were stuck in physicality itself because they were too angry and too upset to pass over because the members of the Lizzie Borden house had passed over, even though they themselves were the ones that had the hand in the murder. And he was kind of coerced into being an accomplice of it. And he was just so painstakingly frustrated that these other people were able to be in heaven with God. However, he felt himself not worthy to be there because of the thing that he was coerced into being an accomplice with and other things that had happened in his life because of his status within society. And once I was able to explain to him that that isn't how it works and that I'm not here to invalidate people's beliefs, but I was like, sir, it's been a a long while and you know you're choosing to talk to me and if you want to listen to me I'm going to tell you that if you want to pass over into heaven where you deserve to be you are the only one keeping yourself there and then he literally passed over into spirit and it was freaking wild wow <laughs> that was yeah it was crazy that's I probably that's probably the cool craziest thing because I know at the beginning of the podcast, I talked about the woman with 60 years of love and marriage. That was cool. I forgot about that. <laughs> yeah, and it's really neat too, Liv, that uh, you're not you're both not only helping people, but you're helping spirits too. You know, you're kind of doing a double whammy here on, on bringing peace on earth. <laughs> I think they actually help us more than we help them, honestly. Really? In what mm-hmm. ways do you see? so many spiritual spankings happen at all times (laughs) um i mean the 60 years of marriage was really cool they put a lot of things into perspective a lot of times well i don't want to say a lot of times people ask a lot of times what is my reason to be here and if there is an afterlife what is the point of us continuing this horrible existence of going to work and paying taxes and diseases bad pizza that doesn't taste good when you get it and you've been looking forward to it all day the reason is it's not just one thing but you have to have you have to learn many things and through those many lessons that you learn in your life whether you believe in living one or multiple is to learn the difference between sympathy and empathy sympathy is someone's ability to understand and relate to someone else even though they themselves have not experienced whatever it is 
that the other is talking about. However, empathy is being able to wholeheartedly understand and relate to on the same basis as someone else because you've gone through the same or similar experience. It gives you perspective of your reality and the world around you or things even farther out around you. So being a medium and talking to other people, not only physically, but also in spirit or heaven gives you so much perspective because you can talk to people and hear what they have to say. However, when I'm speaking to a soul, it's not like me and you speaking. It's them giving you those feelings that they had when they were alive, whether that be smelling drugs that someone had misused when they were alive to feeling 60 years of marriage to experiencing I don't know the loss of a child to experiencing the joy of having multiple children and now being able to see them from heaven and be so overjoyed with what your life was able to produce and still be able to see that and love them from afar those are the things that spirit teaches us as mediums with every reading and for me that is much cooler than what maybe em and i might do here gotcha gotcha well it's really neat that you guys are kind of like a bridge then for people that aren't used to this type of thing or you know they're terrified or they just don't know what's going on so it it really does make a difference you know and it's it's pretty much like a co-op you know and and that's really fascinating. It's really nice to be able to get this breakdown from different people and for it to be so detailed because it really goes to show the reality of what this world, what this existence is really about. <laughs> yeah, it's super cool. And with your abilities too, um, I was curious, do you do anything specific when with the investigations that you have done? Is there any type of specific like combo that you do? Uh, what type of equipment do you use, by the way? Um, so the equipment that we have, we have a REM pod, we have a motion sensor music box, we have cat balls, we have like twist uh, flashlights, which Back are lights. really crazy. <laughs> mm -hmm. <laughs> wow. <laughs> um, and then we have a spirit box. I think that's everything. Nice, nice. Spirit boxes are fun. <laughs> That's where it's at. <laughs> yeah, and spirit boxes are interesting because the way that live, like the way that spirits have it explained to us, is it's almost like they like push their voices into the frequencies of like the radio frequencies in order to like relay those messages. Because it's interesting that every time someone is on a spirit box, they'll get different words from what they're hearing. Right. Right, that's a really good way of saying it too, and yeah, because the it, it is exactly like that, as if they're pushing their voice into the frequency to speak outwards. And you'll hear different voices, different highs and lows and things of that nature, but when you're able to start getting those words that kind of pinpoint to your question or maybe something that occurred at that place, like if there was a death in, you know, 1828, you hear 1828 or murder or something like that. It it really kind of piques your mind a little bit like, okay, maybe maybe there is something here. Maybe the spirit box isn't just a whole bunch of random uh, frequencies going through really fast. <laughs> yeah, and we do something called the SS method. So it's where you basically have noise canceling headphones and someone listens to the uh, sounds of the spirit box 
and each person that's on that will get like different amounts of information so some people won't be able to hear anything if you put live on it she'll give you full sentences <laughs> i was singing Katy perry it was really good <laughs> oh, wow. so i also feel like spirits will manipulate the things that make sense to you so that you are able to say the right thing at the right time gotcha gotcha that is really cool so it's, it's kind of like they pinpoint um or target i guess the right person for the message is that right well because they're spirits they it's almost like they have a bigger picture of what the physical realm looks like so they have the ability to know everything about us so they know what they need to do in order to make you understand information so if they just give you like a like a letter or something someone might interpret that as an entire word and they know that if they give you that information based upon who you are and the fact that they know who you are then you are going to say the right words because they like manipulated you to do that nice okay okay wow yeah that's a really unique way of you know breaking down communication <laughs> that really is i like that yeah and it really makes you wonder too like how some people see things, some people hear things, some don't, yet we all are kind of made up of the same stuff, the same essence, but we're on different levels, I guess, of um, being able to receive. It's kind of like that whole uh, receiver, the two-way uh, walkie-talkie, you know, one speaks, one receives type of thing. Right. Wow, that is so cool. So with your future investigations, are there any type of like specific methods or um, locations that you're wanting to to investigate any type of specific goal for um, evidence if you will beautiful castles where I can have tea with the ladies of the court in spirit well one of the things that you were explaining to me is that you wanted to go through the like location first and then write down information before we had equipment there yeah and also we would need to go there and not have prior knowledge so that's why we created a team so that our other two people are able to do the research of the location because as a psychic medium when you have too much information it kind of is hard to differentiate between your own thoughts versus spirits thoughts so if you know something about a location you're like am is this my thought or is spirit telling me about this so it's kind of hard to differentiate which is why a lot of mediums are like don't show me any pictures don't tell me any of the stories i'll tell you the stories if they're important so that's why it lives like I want to go through the entire location and like write stuff down and then we'll have all the equipment come in and see if we can validate the things that we are seeing as psychic mediums first with that's the equipment. Smart. Yeah, yeah, no, that's really smart. That's a really good way to validate for sure because yeah, having too much information or the way that I've kind of gone through with it myself is if you go in knowing too much or you're expecting something specific, um, you might get that or you, for me, you might trick yourself into doing that. And, and that's why, um, obviously basic background checking is important knowing kind of what you're going for, but it's, um, kind of sitting there in the middle of our room, you know, and just listening for a little while, you know, see, see if something comes to you and instead of um, creating that, because I have had some investigators on my team that unfortunately did create things they thought was real, but you go back and listen or you go there and you, you try to experience that with them and you see that it wasn't really what they thought or what they heard or saw. And, 
And I've even had tricksters too on my team. That that's always fun is getting those non-real, non-sincere individuals. <laughs> that's fun. <laughs> oh yeah, oh yeah. It's like yeah, th- this isn't this isn't TV show. Come on. <laughs> oh man. Yeah, it's it's something else, and and that's one thing that I learned really quick too is um, what you see on TV you're not always going to get in real life. You know, every location, you're not going to always get something. Every location, it's not going to be the same thing. It may not even be consistent. You know, back-to-back um, energy, back-to-back experiences. Some people might, you know, if you're more open, if if you're more of like a conduit, you know, maybe your energy, maybe your techniques do bring spirits out. It's it's all about kind of like what you both said earlier. You know, everyone's different. Everyone has their, their own unique abilities and, and different sensitivities. And... I feel that's the same way for me and in my team. And like I was saying earlier, it's uh, it's odd. The more positive that I've gotten, you know, not provoking, not offering my energy. And it could have been from my prior experiences um, at the old mental institution back in Indianapolis, Indiana. But after those events, I kind of blocked myself a little bit because I didn't want things following me home again. I didn't want things attacking me or my loved ones. Not that my loved ones were attacked, it was just me, but I don't want that, you know, moving forward. So I've kind of closed myself off, but in the past month, I've started to open myself up a little bit more, and and uh, some weird things have happened. I, I do have to say, I've, I've been kind of picking up on stuff. Um, for example, about two weeks ago, I saw a ghost cat walk in my home, my new home down here in, oh, in, in Florida. Yeah. Was so it that- orange? Oh. Yeah, it was orange. How did you know? I knew it. You How said you... you have gray cats, and I was like, why do I see an orange cat? Oh, God. <laughs> I love orange cats. That I don't care insane. if they're dead or alive. I don't Sorry. care if they're dead or alive. That's <laughs> so great. That is crazy that you picked that up. Yeah, it was it was an orange cat. It was like dark, speckled orange, and then light orange all around it. And it's kind of like uh, the Garfield, but it was just spotted mm-hmm. everywhere. And, and I had an orange and white cat that passed away about a couple weeks before I saw that ghost cat but this this ghost cat didn't look like my orange and white cat it was a, a different pattern but I I saw it though and, and the people there was a few few family members that lived here in this home before me and my fiance and one of the neighbors shared with us that one of the families it was an older couple actually they had a whole bunch of cats and they were hoarders and um, I would take it that I get the feeling that they were more Um, neglectful not abusive and the cats maybe just weren't fed or watered and they weren't being taken proper care of and the uh, some of the cats may have passed here and and that's what I feel that we're seeing and that we're experiencing here in this home is a cat or two that may have passed but yeah I was I was here in my office working and um, I turn around and my physical alive cat he is sleeping in um, on the couch that's in here in the office right there in front of me so I saw him and my other cat, she's, you know, gray, Russian blue, very dark. I would know for sure if it was her, but she was actually, when I checked after the, the sighting, she was in the master bedroom underneath the bed. But I turned around, you know, just for a moment, just for whatever reason, and I see this chunky orange cat just trottle, trottling along oh, in the, in the front room. belly was big. Yeah, yeah, it was. <laughs> it was. And, and I just looked down the hallway, dude, and I'm just like, wait a minute no (laughs) no that that's not really what I thought is how the hell did a cat get in my house that's not my cat Mm -hmm. I know I didn't leave any doors open so I get up instantly and I go out there to look 
and it's not there. The, the cat is not there. There's nothing physically there. So that that was a, a mind blowing moment. I was like, cool. I haven't investigated in a in so, a couple of years. So that that's cool. You know, I'll take that. <laughs> they ask you questions about your kitty cat. Of course. Did they have a white tummy? A white tummy. Mm -hmm. uh, the orange cat. The orange cat that you had that passed. Did they have mm -hmm. like white down their chest and stuff? Uh huh. Sure oh. did. Did they have white on their toes? Yes. Oh! And it was a boy? He was mm -hmm. a boy? It was. Oh! What was his name? I'm bad it's... with names. Well, I had two cats, and I'm pretty sure they were from the uh, the same litter. They're both passed. Uh, but the mm -hmm. one that we're speaking about... And, and the reason why I brought up the other one is because he had white on his toes, too. Both of them ah. did. Um, <laughs> okay. But uh, the orange one, the orange and white that we're talking about, that's Sunny. Okay. He's so cute. Um... <laughs> Did you have him before you met your fiance? Mm-hmm. I sure did. Okay. Did he know her for about two years? So about a year, year and a half-ish. Okay. Yeah. That's really cute. Yep. Um, does she like to cook in the morning and you don't really like to cook that much? Um, it's more whenever we're available. Um, but yeah, she, she likes to get up and cook in the morning and I... <laughs> I'm a deadhead. <laughs> yeah, because I feel like he would come and hang out with her in the morning when she was cooking and be like, um, excuse me, are we supposed to be making food for everybody? But he's telling me that you just very much were asleep at all points in time. But they would have like their morning conversations a little bit. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I'm a <laughs> total deadhead. And, and, and that's how Sonny was, too, man. Like any time that somebody would cook something, he would be right up there on them. <laughs> He'd be Did right he up really on us. I know this sounds weird, but did he really like water, but like drinking it from weird places? No, um, not that I ever caught him. <clears throat> Excuse me. That was more, um, the other cat, Tiger Roo. Oh. Okay. Was Tiger Roo more of the obnoxious one? Whereas Sunny, no, they're both equally obnoxious. They're telling me one of them is just more weird than the other. Right, yeah, that that would be Tiger Roo. He was more weird and more obnoxious. Sunny did, could be, but he was more calm though. Did did um, Tiger Roo like to play with toys a lot more? He did. Yes, he did. Okay. Do you still have like a tan mouse somewhere in the house? I yeah, I believe we do actually. Yeah, He's we like, have a couple of those. That is the one. <laughs> <laughs> that is so cool. Oh, he's so cute. Yeah, I the, like both of them. Well, Wait, thank was Tiger you, Roo a little bit chubbier or like bigger? No, that would be flip flops. Sunny um, okay. was the the heftier one, most definitely. That's funny. They're adorable. If you have any questions, you can ask. Also, thank you for letting me tell you about your kitty cats because I was like, why are there orange cats everywhere? <laughs> and it, it was the one that saw you that looked like Garfield because he definitely doesn't have like really any white on him. He might like right on the tip of his like neck area but you can't really see it and he's the one that has the aloof sassy demeanor gotcha gotcha that's the one that's not as cool he with like, me i guess <laughs> he mean mugs you yeah 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 because um i'm not too familiar uh with that one i i like i said i saw him that one time and um i only got a side view of him to be honest with you and it's um i i know whenever we've had some weird things happen here in the house 
I'll start to cleanse the home and I'll pray because it goes back to my experiences from Central State Hospital, the mental asylum in Indiana. And I, I had a lot of negative, a lot of what I consider malevolent, demonic encounters. And so I don't take spiritual things really lightly. When something weird happens, I'm on it like a fly on sugar, you know, putting it a little more lightly. And it's just I don't want to take that chance of having those attacks again. Um, one thing I will share with the, with the both of you is something that happened probably about a month ago. It's so random, um, <clears throat> but I've been trying to communicate more with the spirit realm, but on a safer level, because I don't know, life's been boring. So I, I've just been trying to do something different and fun. And, and I haven't actually tried to communicate in, in several years. So I'm just trying it different. So I, I was talking to what I believe to be God and um, Jesus Christ. And I asked them politely, you know, it's like, hey, um, I'm pretty amateur. You know, I go to haunted places and I do stuff like that. And thank you for the experiences. But I, I would like something a little more direct if you could. Um, I, I would like an encounter of some sign. I'd like to talk to someone. Show me a sign of how I can do things if, you know, if it's my time. I, I don't know. Just throwing it out there as kindly as I can. And um, it, it was just really, really odd how this happened but that same day probably about 10-15 minutes later after that prayer I walk into the back room and I go to grab something out of that room and as I turn back to leave I look out the side window and this is only part one of what happened later on that night but the first part was when I looked out the window there's this red cardinal um, that just flew up out of nowhere and typically the only times that I have seen cardinals down here in Florida is after I've prayed or me and my fiance were on a walk and we were talking about God and we've only I've only seen it three times I've seen uh, Cardinals down here three times in Florida Indiana maybe a lot more because that's like the bird and all that stuff but uh, yeah three times and it was all it was always a prayer related or spiritual uh, connection type thing and I saw that Cardinal and when I looked at it, it's it kind of it's like it was trying to communicate I guess it sounds weird but it made me tear up and you know a, a good tear up I guess and um, after a couple of seconds it flew off and then that was pretty much it but I looked up to the big man and I said thank you I'll take that as a sign but this is where it gets a little crazier it didn't stop there I, I got a little bit more and I did I wasn't expecting this <laughs> uh, later this night I woke up probably around <clears throat> I don't know 2 30 um, you know just one of those nights and I go out to the front room to you know grab a little late night snack and and I'm I go to watch my uh my show that I haven't finished yet Game of Thrones I'm a late bloomer but I finally finished it <laughs> and as I'm watching the show um I have all the lights off I have my phone behind me on the couch I'm sitting on the floor Indian style just chilling in front of the TV and in the front room and um out of nowhere in, in the middle of the show playing there's a blue spark. It's like a blue ball, but it's a spark type of thing. And it, it's on the left-hand side of me. Kind of Best way to describe it is the tip end of a sparkler for the 4th of July it is what it looked like. But it was blue. It was blue and white in the center. And as quickly as it appeared, it disappeared. And right after it disappeared, there's this really loud clap. Kind of like I took my hands and I just clapped as loud as I could. It's like something was right there next to my face and it clapped. And of course, you know, this... Everything that just happened, that, that's like sensory overload for someone that's not familiar with it. And, and I just start praying. I'm just like, whatever it is, get out of here. I don't, <laughs> I don't know if you're evil or not. Um, 
you know, but I, I've had experiences I could talk to you too about as well um, at a later point that looking back at it now, I don't think it was evil, but it happened so quick. It startled me. It's in, it's in the dark living room. First thing I'm thinking is I'm being attacked by something. And, you know, I do help people with um, demonic attachments and negative energies um, with the things that I've done to get rid of them because I've had them follow me home. I've had attachments. So sometimes when I help people, there can be that possibility that they can hitchhike they can leech on and they try to mess with me because i'm trying to help that person that they're trying to uh, parasite off of their host and so the first thing comes to my mind is i need to cleanse the house i need to be careful and whatever but uh, looking back at it I, I don't know maybe it was a spirit guide or an angel you know because i i clap my hands sometimes to be silly with my cats they like it they trot around and maybe that's their way of like hey this is what you do we'll do it too i i don't know or, or i was just losing my mind but <laughs> it yeah. was pretty intense man <laughs> when you said you were talking to god that you were talking to a male spirit maybe like a grandfather he's like an old man and he says that we are created in the image and likeness of god so he is a part of God, which is why that is who is coming forward to speak with you when you are talking to like God, Jesus, that kind of thing. But he feels very like protective and like also like a guiding hand. Gotcha. Gotcha. I did not know that. Do you have a grandfather that passed? Um, I want to say he's possibly on your mother's side, maybe. Um, but he kind of has a sense of humor and he wears glasses and when he laughs he has this sort of like giddy, cackly comedic laugh if that's so I wouldn't know because um, my mom's father he passed away literally the year that I was born he was going to come down to see me for the first time but he passed away before I could meet him yeah I was going to say is he a garden angel right <laughs> <laughs> No, that's got me wondering. I want to say yes. He's really yeah. funny. He's using... Um, so when souls communicate, they'll use things that have happened in my past, present, or future, theirs, or yours, um, to give information because they know, see, hear, and feel everything. We have our five physical senses that allow us to traverse the physical world. However, when we're souls and we don't have a physical body and we're not in a physical plane of existence, we don't need that anymore. So we get to able to know see here and feel everything so he's using like disney quotes for me oh gosh oh, wow. like literally like oh so you asked is he like a spirit guide or something and he did that he's like thing. a guardian angel That's yeah the immediate thing i got when he when you were talking about god is i got this old man that you possibly don't know very well because he's part of your family because you don't know him very well that's why he's in your life to be a guardian angel for you and i feel like he was kind of kooky in the sense of like normal people would think us doing a podcast about the paranormal and metaphysical would be quote-unquote kooky right. he's like i would be somebody that would maybe make fun of them but also i would also be excited about it i don't know he's like using cartoon animation to explain things to me kind of like walt disney a little bit but i know he's not walt disney but he confirmed the guardian angel thing by like doing the tinkerbell thing what is it when they like wiggle their nose and like I blink <laughs> i don't know like cartoon things he's, dust. <laughs> he's really cute gotcha gotcha yeah if it's anything like that i'll have to ask my mom to be honest i i don't know if my grandpa on on hers on my grandpa on my mother's side was really into that or not um 
Uh, I would have to ask because I, I really don't know too much about them. On my dad's side, I do. Um, so, you know, if there's any type of traits or attributes from him, I, I would probably be more familiar with that. But yeah, He's it's wearing like a blue plaid shirt. It's buttoned down and it's the ones that like the old men wear because they're the short sleeved ones. And he's wearing jeans. I feel like he would wear glasses, maybe. Um, his head is bald and his ears are a little bit bigger. He has big round face and he's in his late 60s. Really? And he just has the goofiest little demeanor. Like, he would tell you jokes <laughs> that would just, like, light you up. Wow. Yeah, I really I really don't know right off the top of my head. Yeah, That's that, okay. Yeah, it might be somebody I, I haven't met before. I'd have to describe that to my uh, to my mom. You say on my mom's side, right? That's what it felt like? I, he feel, I feel like he's on your mom's side, but it's hard sometimes to get the directionality of it. Um, but I feel like if he died, he was, like, 67, like, late 60s. Gotcha, gotcha. Okay. Lisa, yeah, I'm not too not too sure. Yeah, I know it can't be on my dad's side then because um, he was in his late 70s. Mm. In his 70s. Uh, mid to late. So, yeah, I'm, I'm going to have to ask. It's got me inquisitive now. <laughs> I like that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's really cute. You were talking about it and Em and I looked at each other and I mouthed grandpa and she's like, oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> See, totally. No, that's cool that you both synced on that. And it's a really nice, like, confirmation here on my end because when that happened, like, it, I don't know. It, it was terrifying because it happened so sudden. You know, it wasn't the type of interaction I was kind of anticipating, you know, or thinking about. Like, maybe I could hear something or a whisper or, or even a touch on the arm. Like, that would be actually ex more acceptable, believe it or not. But, you know, there's this random flash of light that's right there on my coffee table and then this loud, like, clapping of the hands right after it disappears and and there was nothing there and it, it was so it was so so real i had to look around and underneath the coffee table just to make sure i didn't have like a water bottle or a gatorade bottle that you know was popping because it was cold and maybe the front room was a little warmer or something and and there was nothing there you know there was nothing physically logically there that could have made that happen it, it was crazy oh, that's such a good story so m live i know that we had a lot of coverage here and I know we have a lot more too, and, and I'm all psyched for it. But before we do uh, in the segment, I do want to make sure that we can cover your guys' best ports, your best outlets. If people do want to interact with you, ask questions, uh, follow up on like your podcast and your YouTube channel and kind of your, your future projects that you're going to be doing, um, where can they find you? What would be the best way of getting that? So all of our socials are on metapsychics.com. And the way that you spell metapsychics, because Liv, Liv had a fun time with spelling. <laughs> yeah, we're, we're your sidekicks to all things metaphysical. It is M-E-T-A-P-S-Y-C-K-I-C-K-S. So that's where you can find all of our other social medias. We have a podcast, which we're going to record and do a podcast as well so if you want to go check out our collab over there as well uh we also have a youtube channel so you can check us out there we have tiktok we also have a blog so that's directly on our website but you can find all of our social medias and all of our readings if you're interested in booking a reading with us on metapsychics.com awesome awesome well thank you ladies so much for speaking with us and for all the listeners out there these two obviously have some good intuition. So again, thank you for sharing your stories and 
uh, your advice as well. And hopefully in the future, we can do more than just a, a podcast audio show collaboration. I want to get out there in the field with you too and actually see what we can discover, you know, on two different spectrums. I think it'd be really cool and kind of break things down, you know? Yeah. Eat pizza. You to the dead? Are you kidding me? (laughs) I'm game. Gosh. I want to say the. Do you say the catchphrase at the end of your podcast? I do. I do have a cheesy catchphrase at the end. I want to do it. I creeped on you. I'm sorry. That's okay. That's all right. And I did it like a normal person. I didn't like remote view you or something, you know? <laughs> she listened to the end of your podcast <laughs> instead of just knowing it because she's a psychic medium. <laughs> That's what I was actually kind of thinking of. Is it was the psychic thing. She was like, I know there's a catchphrase and I know what oh. it is. <laughs> I'm just into catchphrases. Oh, yeah. No, it, it's in the forest, man. You can feel it in the forest. That's all right. But no, by all means, let's do that catchphrase. I want to thank you both again for coming on. And of course, until next time, stay frosty. Stay frosty. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. It's great. All right. I think that's another episode wrapped up successfully. To all of our listeners out there, I hope you all have truly enjoyed today's show. And I would like to personally thank Liv and M once again for coming on and sharing their insightfulness, knowledge, and stories. Because honestly, the more that we come together and we share these encounters, these, these experiences, all of these different things within this world, it really opens your eyes. Um, or your eye, if you're thinking about the third eye here, you know, to um, what's possible in this world and the next. And sometimes you look at it and see that the impossible isn't necessarily impossible (laughs) so uh, again thank you both for coming on and sharing everything that you have it was truly a pleasure and for everyone out there you know how to reach these two ladies if you'd like to you know ask them some questions or possibly even get on their own podcast and the same goes for us here at PILT Paranormal and the Paraconnection podcast just go to Google type in PILT Paranormal and you will find everything on us from the website to the podcast Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, everything, you know it. And of course, if you'd like to get on the show, be sure to send us an email or a message through social media, and we'll be more than happy to get back with you and go from there. Well, once again, I would like to thank you all for tuning in. And until next time, stay frosty.